and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And this is episode 43. So we will go straight into our new segment first with Vivian. What have you got for us? So our first uh, news story today is the Splendor in the Grass 2020 lineup. So this is coming from Music Feeds written by Jackson Langford. And it says, the day's finally here. After weeks of rumours, false starts and fake leaks, we finally have the lineup for Splendour in the Grass 2020. Headlining this year's festivals, their 20th anniversary, in fact, are Tyler the Creator, The Strokes and Flume. There are some other massive international acts in the bill too, like Glass Animals, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, King Princess and Denzel Curry, whose viral lacquer version cover of Rage Against the Machine's Bulls on Parade made history as it came in at number 5 on Triple J's Hottest 100 2019. Of course, there's a whole stack of local legends playing the festival as well, acts like Midnight Oil, Violent Soho, Thelma Plum, Grinspoon, and Adrian Eagle will all be taking North Byron Parklands by storm this July. Splendor in the Grass will be taking place at Yelgin's North Byron Parklands from Friday the 24th to Sunday the 26th of July. And you'll be able to check out the full lineup in the bottom of that article, which we'll link in the description. But yeah, um, what do you think, Manny? Well, my first impressions, um, to be honest, I was like a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah, me too. Like, I feel like it was kind of because. So the headliners are what? Flume, Tyler, the Creator and The Strokes, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, like, I feel like it's like a repeat of it is I, previous years, I'm, like, because I'm pretty sure they've all headlined before. I'm, yeah, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Tyler, the creator, but I definitely know that Flume and the Strokes headlined, like, it would have been maybe three or four years ago now. Yeah. Which is kind of like, for, you know, my first thought initially was, and I guess because it is the 20th anniversary, I think expectations were high anyway yeah but you know this is australia's biggest music festival and when you get to the point where you start recycling acts it's just like well why are you advertising as like why is this the biggest festival now like when it's literally Mm. just the same sort of thing you've had like three or four years ago yeah and also where are the women where are they (laughs) i mean we because maddie and i had this discussion the other day and we both said that there's a very significant lack of female artists in here. And it's just crazy because we were talking about this last week, how Maddie Healy, you know, he said he was going to play more festivals with more, like, women and non-binary very It's a very hot topic at the moment. And I don't know if, like, it's it's probably we're noticing it a lot more now because the conversation is sort of focused Mm -hmm. on it and I think it's sort of on everyone's mind so I feel like if Maddie Healy hadn't done that the other week I think it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be such an issue yeah like obviously people would still be frustrated by it because it is annoying and it's like about time to change but I think the fact that we're all sort of still fresh off that new story and that sort of is in the back of our minds where I think noticing it a bit more. Yeah. But yeah, it's still disappointing. Like no female headliners. No. And and it sucks because, you you know, I'm scrolling through this list and a female, like they're more sort of towards the middle and the the bottom of the bill. And it's like, well, that's, that's concerning. (laughs) Yeah. There are so many like amazing, like not even, not even... Australian artists like they could have gone you know so many amazing female artists from like you know international 
acts and things like that. But still, I don't know. I'm just. It's just kind. Of, it's a just a little disappointed. I'm disappointed, and it's frustrating. And I mean, I guess sort of the silver lining is it just makes us feel better about not going. Not going. Yeah. Because <laughs> we won't be going. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like there's still like to give credit where credit's due. There's still a great amount of you know oh, yeah, great acts sure. and stuff that are there. Like there are some awesome you know very popular acts and stuff that have. Yeah, but I just think, especially, like, with what we were saying, like, even the Australian acts, I do feel like they are sort of recycled, like... Yeah, you see them everywhere. Like, I saw this meme on Twitter of, like, people basically saying that Splendour in the Grass is, like, a recycle of, like, Laneway and yeah. Person Out and yeah. all that stuff. Because, like, you've seen these names pop up a million times. Yeah. Like, when are you going to get some new, you know, up-and-coming talent? Yeah, like, exactly. give them a chance. But... Anyway, we will move into our next news story now. Maddie, what have you got for us? Well, it's still sort of on the same topic, yes. but I found another article that was particularly interesting to me. So it's still about the it's about the gender bias that um, we were just talking about in the lineup. Um, I have an article here written by Jackson Langford again from Music Feeds, and it reads: "Splendor in the Grass co-founder gives statement regarding gender balance on lineup." So the long-anticipated Splendor in the Grass 2020 lineup has finally dropped and it's headlined by the likes of Flume, The Strokes and Tyler, the Creator. But in the face of more criticism of gender disparity on the bill, co-founder and producer of the event, Jessica DeCrew, has given a statement to Sydney, Sydney Morning Herald saying it, it can be issue of supply and demand. So, quote, I say this as a woman working in the music industry who supports women and would call myself a feminist. I'm 100% committed to supporting women in any way I can, but I do think there's a difference between filling a quota to placate the critics and booking what's right for the festival, end quote. According to Instagram account Lineups Without Males, 44% of the acts on this year's lineup feature at least one non-male member, which is certainly a huge step in a positive direction. However, there's some criticism online for the fact that there are no non-male headliners for the second year in a row. So, quote, Gender balance is certainly something we consider when we're booking, but I think a majority of performers who are women would appreciate that they're chosen because they're great, not because they're women, she continued. Part of the challenge has always been that we can only book what's actively out there on the market and popular and selling tickets if we want to, if we want to survive, she said later. I'm pleased to see that even from three or four years ago, there's just a lot more to choose from in terms of female-fronted acts, women in bands and as DJs and performers than there's ever been. That's made it easier for me to do my job. So there you go. Ooh, that's what do you think about that statement? Um, look, I, I completely agree with what she said about there's a difference between filling a quota and doing what's right for the festival. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I do think, you know, most women artists would appreciate the fact that they're being chosen because they are great artists, not because they're women. Like I, I 100% agree. Yeah. But... In saying that, it's also I feel like it sort of came across as maybe belittles not the right word, but it's a little bit condescending. I think that yeah. statement. Yeah, I don't know. I I agree with you. Like I think that she's got the right idea. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like again, there are so many that she could have cho- like chose from, and I guess there's you know scheduling conflicts that she's got to yeah. you know yeah and it's not take easy. into account. And yeah, no, I'm sure she doesn't have an easy job. But yeah, yeah, it just would be nice if there were mm. a few more women. Like, and I mean, you know, it's kind of like with what's what she said about with doing what's right for the festival. It's like, well, yeah, but 
there there are already so many great female artists or non-binary performers and mm. they are great in their own right they may not be as big and i guess that sort of more so goes in hand with what she was saying about if we want to survive like we obviously yeah. need to sell tickets but it's like well but then the the right people will buy the yeah buy the tickets yeah you know exactly what I mean? like if there are there is such an audience for these non-binary performers yeah. and these female acts as well um, you know, they're going to buy tickets if they're booked on yeah. the bill. Like, and there's no doubt about that. And I think that's something that, you know, needs to be taken into account. And more. it's kind of like, no shade to Flume. He's a great artist. But it's like, I'm just a little bit annoyed that he's sort of, like, become a, like, staple for, like, this is what Australian music is. It's like... It's like, it's like, he. it's not a festival if Flume isn't... Yeah. Flume isn't there. And it's like, I just think that's a little bit disappointing. But like I said, no shade. He's a great artist, but... Yeah, that's just my yeah. opinion. Anyway, we'll just rant about this in our own bedrooms. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you think about the lineups too, because we're curious to hear your thoughts if mm. we're going a bit crazy or AWOL or whatever. Agreed. Um, so yeah, let us know if you are happy with the lineups or if you think they need to be changed. If your favorite artists on them, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But yeah, we'll... Move on to our third and final news story for today. Yes. So our last story is another festival lineup. So <laughs> festival themed news today. So this is coming from Music Feeds written by Laura English. And it says the Bass in the Grass 2020 lineup is here. Darwin Festival Bass in the Grass is back for its 18th annual year. And it's set for another rendezvous at Nindal Beach. And the lineup, huge. It's featuring some of Australia's biggest current acts like Violent Soho, Safia, and the Jungle Giants, and Soho will have a brand new album to debut at the festival. Joining them will be Thelma Plum, who tore up the 2019 Hottest 100 with Not Angry Anymore, Homecoming Queen, and Better in Black. She also became the highest-ranking First Nations artist, artist ever in the countdown. Plum says she's excited to head back to Darwin for the first time in years. Quote, it's also the first time I get to play songs off Better in Black in the top end, which is super exciting, end quote. Also joining the Bass in the Grass lineup are some classic Aussie favourites like Missy Higgins, Peking Duck and the Rubens. So you can, again, look at the full lineup in the bottom of that article, which we'll link in the description. So, Maddie, thoughts? I am very pleased yes. with this lineup. Me I too. saw it and I went, oh my god, I wish I lived in Darwin because I would absolutely be going to this if I were there. Like, yeah. this is such a good, like, I am obsessed with Missy Higgins. Me too. As we have, you know, previously mentioned, but mm-hmm. like... There's so many other great people on this lineup too. Yeah, and it's like, this is sort of what, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because this is such a, A, I didn't know this was a festival. Yeah, I'd never heard of this festival before, and to be honest. I it, to hear that it's been going for 18 years, that's incredible, especially in a place like Darwin. I think that's really great that Darwin has mm. some, like, a festival like this. Um, But yeah, like, looking through some of these acts, it's, you know, you have sort of a mix of Australian favorites like sort of like this Your staple classics, yeah. like of Australian acts but then you have people like you know like Odette and um like Safia Thelma Plum like those people I feel like you know like especially because Thelma Plum has sort of just come into her own mm. recently yeah like it's pretty cool I feel like it's such a good you know lineup for I know them. I love Odette and I really I I have been hearing a lot about Thelma Plum lately and I really need to get into her music yeah. I still haven't listened to any of it so Maybe next week she might be my under a rock. Maybe. But, yeah, like, I still need to listen to it because I've heard many great things. And, yeah, I'm just very impressed with this lineup. So. But, yeah, so, like I said, um, you can look at the full lineup in the description. 
So now that brings us to the end of this news segment. But before we go into our songs, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about. So now we'll start with song of the week and Maddie will kick us off. Yes. So my song of the week is called In a Stranger's Arms by my favorite, Leon. Um, what is so this now? Like the fourth? I don't, I don't can know. You, can you not roast me, please? Like, <laughs> I know I have a very small music taste. Um, no, you no, 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 you don't. No, it's all good. I just, yeah, I cannot get enough of this girl. She's amazing. Absolutely incredible. So this song, In a Stranger's Arms, was released maybe two weeks ago, I think now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I haven't, because it's um, the first thing that she's released since her like album that I absolutely raved over last year like Mm -hmm. I ate that up like that was in like all of our top rankings for the year and everything it was like number one on my list Mm. Um, but this song particularly is kind of a new direction for Leon which I'm very excited about Um, previously in her you know sort of discography there are like a lot of you know softer um, more delicate songs because her voice Jeff like is very very suited to that sort of stuff but this one is different in the fact that it's very acoustically driven. Like, mm. the, basically the entire backing of it is just a finger-picking acoustic guitar. Like, that's the whole song. Mm. Um, and it's just gorgeous. Like, yeah. it's it's so... Like, it sounds really complex, but I know as someone who, like, very only just plays guitar, <laughs> um, it, I'm sure it's probably not that hard, but it sounds really, really yeah. cool. I love it so much. And her voice is amazing. I'm not going to talk about this forever <laughs> because you can just listen to another episode because I've just raved on and on and on about her. But um, I absolutely adore this song. It's yeah. so beautiful. I was pretty surprised when you played it for me because mm. it is so acoustically driven and that was not what I was expecting at all because that's not what we're used to hearing from her. But I think... It's interesting because when you have sort of just the guitar and your voice, you don't have anywhere to hide. And we always knew she was a great vocalist, mm. like, no doubt. But yeah. I think in songs like this, you can really sort of hear that and it she, her vocals just shine through and it's so strong. And I love the chorus as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's sort of, it's interesting because I feel like in these acoustically driven songs, you don't really get these like sort of, well like sort of infectious choruses Mm. but you kind of do in this song yeah it's been sort of sitting in the back of my head yeah all like since its release and it's kind of been this sort of catchy thing that I keep singing over and over again which is cool yeah and I think I think another thing too about the acoustic guitar sort of making its focus is like it it lends itself well to the storytelling aspect of this song because mm, yeah. basically the song's message is all about like, you know, this, um, like the first line of the chorus, for instance, is, um, you know, heartbreak always hurts the worst the first time. Mm. And so it's all about, you know, the, um, you know, the heartbreak and how you feel about that. And it's, you know, always a million times worse when you've never had that experience before and it's like all of these emotions and it's a lot to deal with um but yeah it's just this really really beautiful way of you know incorporating all of that into and her lyricism is really beautiful too so beautiful something that i love um Mm. but yeah i think i'll stop writing on there um but yeah so that's my song of the week this week it's in a stranger's arms by leon and i will throw it over to vivian for your song of the week 
Yes, yeah, so my song of the week this week is You'll Miss Me When I'm Not Around by Grimes. So this is actually coming from her latest album that she released just a few days ago now uh, as of the recording. And this song really threw me off because I've been listening to Grimes for a few years now and she definitely is this sort of avant-garde artist, very experimental. Um, it would be, you know, I feel like so, to a casual listener of music, it would sort of be a lot to take in because mm. she really is so experimental with a lot of things. But with this song, it's probably her most, I, I, I said it before, like a radio-friendly song for her because yeah. it's not out there so much. It's sort of... Um, it's definitely has a structure to it, whereas a lot of her songs don't. So I think that was the first thing that I kind of was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can see this playing on a radio, like more people listening to this sort of thing. And I was, I really enjoy it because, um, you know, I appreciate Grimes for her, like, sort of experimental things. But with this one, it's so, like, catchy, it's a little bit poppy, and... It's interesting because the subject matter is pretty dark, but it's also has like this optimistic sort of tone to it where, you know, it's basically sort of talking about you have to live your life and do the things you want to do. Otherwise, you'll just end up not living a fulfilled life and Mm. you'll sort of you won't have any chance to change that. And yeah, it's an interesting song. I was really surprised by the direction she went in with this one yeah well when you told me you were like gonna play a grime song i was like okay <laughs> i was prepared i had like strapped myself in for an absolute ride but i was yeah not expecting mm. this very like downplayed yeah like it this kind of make it makes sense to me but it's like a like a logical yeah song yeah exactly like it makes sense and yeah. it's something that you know is easy to sort of digest and mm. I was like okay maybe I can get into Grimes but I feel like if I'd actually listen to one of her yeah well I, yeah I, <laughs> I don't hold myself very highly in that regard well, I don't think I'd be able to do it <laughs> yeah I mean if you listen I listened to the rest of the album and I was like ah yeah Okay, this is if what I was me, expecting. If me listening to FKA Twigs is anything to go by, I think I might just yeah. stay in my lane. For I sure. Think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I think, yeah, it's a cool song. And I feel like it would definitely sort of evoke that same reaction from people like, oh, maybe I could get into it. And then when you listen to her stuff, like her deep cuts, you're like, oh. Never mind. <laughs> I'll go back to where I came from. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so that's my song of the week this week. You'll miss me when I'm not around by Grimes. And now we'll go into Under a Rock and I'll kick us off. So my Under a Rock this week is Anxiety, My Best Friend by La Bouquet. I think that's how you say it. Um, this song just came up on my Discover Weekly and it just melted my little indie rock heart (laughs) because it's just so typical like indie rock it's got these really um sort of fast-paced percussion really sort of quick riffs as well but what I really like about this song is the subject matter it's just so it's just talking about feeling so anxious and then in the chorus it sort of builds to this point where the singer is singing get me out. I feel so like constricted and confined. I just need to get out of here, out of this mind frame. And then it sort of just ends a little bit like dark. It's like before I die, but it's just sort of telling that feeling of when you are so stressed and anxious, what's sort of going through your mind. But yeah, it's a really cool, 
sort of concept because the instrumentation sort of plays off though that sort of urgency i guess mm. in the chorus because those hi-hats man oh, they're going <laughs> mate, they are going like a bull at a gate it's ridiculous and it's awesome because yeah i love that sound and i just like i wonder how do people how can people play that fast i really do want to know i love watching like if i get into like a youtube deep dive of like drummers and yeah. stuff, like watching them do these really really like complex you know combinations and i'm just like in awe because yeah. i do not know how they move their arms that quickly and like no and then their feet too yeah it's just, i yeah you have to be shout so out, shout out to all the drummers out yeah. there like i am in awe of you i wish i could drum yeah exactly but yeah it's such a cool song um i really do like yeah like i said just the the, the urgency it's really cool yeah i i'm a big fan of the guitar part yeah in this song too it's really 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 catchy really really groovy i'm yeah i love with it um i really could listen to this yeah um it, over and over again to be honest mm. and it's just i feel like it's a good song to sort of just because in the verses you know it's sort of very toned down and you know it's just when it gets to that chorus and you just feel like shouting it out you know yeah. <laughs> when you're sort of in that mood and you sort of understand the anxious feeling like it, i feel like it's a good song to yeah, put on for sure so that's my under a rock this week Anxiety, My Best Friend by La Bouquet. Now we are going to throw it over to Maddie. Yeah, so my Under a Rock this week is probably um, one that you're all like, okay, come on, you <laughs> haven't listened to this yet? And I'm like, no, I have not. But that is what this segment is for. My song is Breathe Deeper by Tame Impala. Wow. What? You've never listened to Tame Impala before? No, I have not. So <laughs> That was I the first am... question I asked. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, are you are you sure you've never heard a Tame Impala song before? Yes. In fact, that is correct. Unfortunately, I have definitely been living under a rock in regards to this band. But yeah, um, I am a huge fan of this song. It's like a big, long six-minute one, yeah. um, which is interesting. There's sort of two two recognisable sections. Like, there's sort of like the beginning of it and it's, you know, just your typical, um, like, indie. It's very... Um, there's a lot of like 80s synthy sort mm. of vibes yep. going through it. Like it's not like all out, you know, but it's very sort of um, in the background kind of like wishy-washy over the top of everything. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has this um, sort of air about it that's sort of very synthy and weird. Yep. Um, and then it sort of breaks down um, later in the song as sort of like the last, you know, minute and a half or so. Um, it's like there's sort of not much instrumentation backing it and it's a lot softer in dynamics and um, a lot more downplayed than the beginning, which is cool. Like having two sort of different sections is something that's kind of interesting to me. Mm. But I really like one thing that is kind of annoying about mm. this song is how repetitive it is. It's yeah. very um, like the way that the melody is structured and the lyrics are structured um you know, there's this sort of end clip at the end of the um, a lot of the phrases that's, you know, the believe me, I can sort of repeated over mm. and over again. I'm like, okay, I get it now. Thank yeah. you. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's still, it sort of gives it that earworm quality to yeah, it, I think, it, which is why I yeah. kind of like it because I've sort of been like singing it over in my head a lot. And it's, yeah, um, I can't believe I've gone this long. <laughs> Like, not listening to Tame Impala. And I feel like I'm going to get absolutely wrecked. Nah. For not listening to them. I mean, it's 
in a way, like, sort of the more I've been thinking about it, as we've, as you've been talking about it, it's, Tame Impala, I feel like they are a very, they started as a, as this really sort of psychedelic band, and they're definitely a lot more, especially with their latest album, I think they're a lot more universal now, I mm. think, which is sort of makes sense as to why, like, I think this is a good spot for you to jump in because it is maybe easier for you to listen to. So. Yeah, right. Well, that's an, that's an interesting point. Because, mm. yeah, I have no idea what any of their other music sounds like because this yeah. is the only song I've heard. So I'm basing my assumptions purely off this one song, <laughs> which is probably not a great idea. But, yeah, from what I've heard so far, I really enjoy mm. the music. So I'm kind of excited to Dive dig a bit deep. deeper into this new album. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is my... Under a Rock for this week, a Breathe Deeper by Tame Impala. And we will now move on to our final segment, Caught My Ear. Um, so my song that I'm going to be talking about for this segment is called Sunrise by Jack Page. So this one is a little bit different. Um, there's like a lot of jazzy vibes. So pretty. In this song, which is really cool. It starts out with this gorgeous like solo jazz piano. So and it's just oh, I just got shivers when I first heard. It. I was like, oh yes, like hit me with that jazz piano. I love it. Yeah. Um, but then it sort of once the once the vocals and you know the main sort of part of the song comes in, like it's a lot um more radio friendly and what you'd sort of typically hear of like a pop song, mm. but it's still got that underlying jazz funk kind of um vibe to it. Like there's a very very funky bass line. It's very cool. I love it a lot. And then the piano that goes underneath throughout, it's sort of, yeah, like a mix between like jazz and kind of like lounge music. Yes. That you hear or like elevator music. It's sort of this like backing that you don't hear a lot. And it's got this, you know, sort of pop melody over the top of it, Mm. which is something that I really like. And Jack Page's voice is amazing. So gorgeous. So, so, so good. Absolutely love this guy. I'd never heard any of his music before. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And yeah, I just can't get enough of this jazz piano. Like, yeah, it's so pretty. And that's, that's really interesting what you just said, how it sort of is like lounge music. That's kind of what I got. I found like, it was sort of like easy listening, but Mm -hmm. merged with a pop song. Yeah. And I thought that was such a cool way to do, to sort of structure the song because yeah, like I do quite like both. Like, I do really like sort of that jazzy lounge music, yeah. easy listening. So it's cool that he's sort of turned it into, like, this more, I guess, universal song. Yeah, I think, it, like, because when you hear easy listening, yeah. or lounge, like, no one wants to actually listen to that music yeah. if you're not, like, sitting at a bar or something. Yeah. It's not something that people will go, oh, yeah, I'm going to chuck that on while I'm, yeah. you know, doing driving something. While or... I'm driving in the car. Yeah, that sounds like a good playlist. Yeah. But, like... It sort of gives it this accessible, like, tangible Mm. way of, you know, being a lot more digestible to a wider audience with, you know, the way that he's sort of turned it on its head with the other elements a part of it as well. Agreed. And I, yeah, I really, really like what he's done. I think it's amazing. Um, I hope, I haven't listened to any of his other music, but I'm hoping that it's sort of like a running theme, but if it's not, I don't care because his voice is great and I just listen to that all day. So Mm. I'm not mad if that's not his... (laughs) That's not his shtick, but, um, yeah, anyway, I absolutely love it. So I reckon, um, I really want you all to listen to this song because I know a lot of people hate jazz and I know a lot of people don't like that sort of stuff. I know, like you've (laughs) got to give it a chance, like especially this song because I feel like 
even if you don't like jazz, I feel like you might like this song because it's a very downplayed sort of chill, mm. groovy kind of funky vibe. So yeah, definitely listen to it. Sunrise by Jack Page. That is my caught my ear. So now it's Vivian's turn. Yes. So my caught my ear this week is a Sudden Desire by Hayley Williams. Yep, it's another Hayley Williams another song. Another Hayley Williams song, watch and out. And it's in Caught My Ear because it's a wild song. So uh-huh. this is coming from her... Well, so technically it's part one of her album. Yeah, so explain explain what's going on with this because I have no idea. It's so weird. So basically uh, Hayley Williams announced a little while ago she was releasing a new solo album this year and everyone was really excited for it. But then a few weeks ago she released part one. And it's technically the part, like the first part of the album, but it's sort of been marketed as an EP. Okay. So the second part will come out later this year. And then I'm assuming once that's out, then they'll sort of market it as an album. But yeah, it's a bit odd. I don't know if I like that. I've never heard of that happening before. Have you? Yeah. Well, I think um, Foles did it last year. Yeah, but didn't, wasn't they like a full like full length it was it was a lot more songs on each part and they were released sort of i think the first part was released in it was very early in the year and the second part was released towards the end of the year yeah right. so it just sort of depends i guess with what they'll do with the second part but yeah it's an interesting tactic i don't know if it'll work but this one sun and desire is the last track on this first part of the album ep whatever and it is just it's so weird and I love it because I love weird songs, <laughs> but it's like, it starts off with this, it's it's a very dark song because it starts off with this very like intense sort of bass line that's playing and it's a bass that's playing it, you can hear it and you know, Haley starts singing and it's, you can sort of, you think you know where the song's going. But then the chorus comes in and it's like, that is not where you thought yeah. it was going. Because suddenly this bass, it turns into like this synth and it's so heavy. It's so thick, this bass mm. line. It just sort of envelops everything in the song. And it's this really cool, it's this really interesting chorus because at the end, Haley does this incredible belt. And it kind of reminds me of her like earlier Paramore days. Oh yeah, definitely Paramore vibes. That yep. sort of punk rock belt. And it... It's incredible, but then it just cuts off so quickly. And it's sort of like, it's a bit of a tease in a way, because then it just goes back into the verse, that sort of toned down bass line. And this theme just sort of repeats, and it never... And I guess you could sort of see it as a criticism, but for me it's not so much. It never sort of builds to to where you think it should. And I think, you know, I can see why that is... A criticism but for me it's I think I'm just so distracted by everything else that I'm not really expecting it yeah. to build but yeah jumping on that point I think that like something I noticed was yeah like when when she sort of gets to that belt part like you sort of expect it to like open up a lot more because mm-hmm. I feel like like you said with the baseline being so heavy and thick it's sort of like it's it creates this like bubble and Mm. I feel like it's all sort of like very muffled and you don't, it's cause it like, you can hear the difference between a song like this and say something like that she would have done with Paramore. Like there's a lot, you can hear a lot more of the instruments and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Like it's a lot more open. And when you get to that belt part, you sort of expect it to like kind of explode, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't. And it kind of just like still stays there because it is so like bottom heavy with all of the stuff. And it's very like the way that they've mixed it, like, 
even even though she is belting, it's still really quiet in yes. the mix. Yes. Like it's not like this loud, you know, like um go for glory belt. Like it is, but it's like the volume is all the way down. Yeah. And like it's in ex- the background. More. Yeah. You yeah. expect it to be a lot more louder than it is. And I think that's what's so off putting about it is because it is so bottom heavy, you expect it to go somewhere and it doesn't and then mm. it kind of just like shrinks back to the beginning like, yeah. and then, you know, keeps moving forward, which is something that I found really weird. But I also don't mind it. Yeah, that's the thing. Because it sort of, like, challenges this norm that you sort of expect a song to go mm. in and that's always good when people don't follow structures. And I think that's why I like this song so much. I, I think you, you use the word off-putting and I think that's kind of a good word yeah. to describe <laughs> this song because yeah. it is a little bit uncomfortable, I think, like... Especially in the last chorus, I think it is, um, you hear as she's singing the chorus, there's like little whispers and talks of like just her repeating the words sun and desire at like different points. And it kind of sounds like it's just voices in your head. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. But like I said, I like like weird songs. And then that weird sort of like barking sound right before the chorus starts too. It's like this big like woof of sound and you're just like oh my god what the hell and then it just like keeps going into the chorus like nothing happened you're like hold on yeah was i like did i hear that right that sound i think it's very typical of what you hear in like sort of these heavy like rap songs that sort of like oh like it's this intense sort of introduction into the chorus but it's it's such so weirdly placed in a song like this because it's nothing like you know, sort of that genre that it's used in. So, mm. yeah. It's very taken aback by that. I was like, what the hell? It's a wild song. But like I said, like, you should definitely give it a chance. And I think, you know, it's going to be so interesting to sort of see what the second part of this album is going to be because she was very experimental on this first part. And I think that's really cool because she's sort of challenging listeners to what they would expect from her. Yeah. So, yeah. Is awesome. That's my caught my ear this week. Sudden Desire by Haley Williams. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and for getting this far. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Caught My Ear Pod. You can follow us there for all the latest updates. We've now put a face reveal on Instagram. Yes. So now you know what we look like behind the voices. So yes. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, you can definitely um, message us on there if you have any recommendations Please for us to do. listen to. Because we would love to get back into that segment. Hearing all of your suggestions is really, really awesome. We love to hear what you guys are listening to and what you're up to and your thoughts on the episodes as well and mm. what, you, what you think of the songs that we're talking about. So definitely let us know on there. Chuck us a comment, DM, whatever. Let us know. But yeah, you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.